What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 34. Start off with some NFL news. Russell Wilson gets his deal. Four years, 140, four years, 140 million. It was like 60 or 85 up front. Um, man, he called a shot. He's like, pay me. Here's the deadline. Pay me. I was thinking it was... um. I was thinking that they were going to trade him to the Giants. <clears throat> I think I thought they were going to trade him to the Giants because they only had they only have four picks in this upcoming draft. They have first uh, and a few other. They traded away a few picks. Um, <clears throat> so that was good to see that he's going to stay with this team, but he's getting a big contract. They're I believe they're trying to trade away their defensive end that they franchised. Uh, or edge rusher Frank Clark. I feel like he's a really good edge rusher. I feel a team that would he would fit with perfectly would have to be the Chiefs, since they lost Justin Houston and they lost D Ford. I feel like um, um, Clark would be a perfect fit with them. Uh, probably give up no more than a third round pick for him because you still have to give him a contract extension, a big contract. And he does it all. He's a real good rusher. Um, I'll put him up there. Like if he was, let's say he's getting drafted. Um, he's up there with Bosa and them. He's 25 too, so he's still young. He's a productive, productive, very productive. So I hopefully um, either they keep him, which I hope they do keep Clark because he's a real good edge rusher and you know, they already kept Russ Wilson, so hopefully they give more weapons or more protection for Russ Wilson to be more successful. <sighs> they already have one of the one of the better run games, running offenses in the league. I believe they're a top five this past year, so, you know, just beef up the offensive line or, you know, give them some more receivers or weapons or, you know, maybe one of these tight ends out of um, Iowa. Uh, and other news, not other news, but I'm recapping UFC 236, Dustin Poirier versus Max Holloway. What an incredible card. Me and my buddy Chino and Miguel went to go watch it at Buffalo Wild Wings. Awesome, awesome fights. It was, I believe it was their first time watching a UFC pay-per-view, like, live. Um, they are blown away. Especially, like, the how great Khalil Roundtree looked. He went to go do some Muay Thai in, like, somewhere in Thailand or Puckett or something like that. He came out with, like, a brand-new fighter. He was... And then Anders, um, your boy Anders, that guy, Eric Anders, that guy is tough. He's strong, athletic, powerful. I mean, he's everything. But, I mean, Roundtree just kept knocking him down, kept kicking him inside the leg. Uh, Roundtree dominated that fight from from every second of that fight. Let's just hope that Roundtree could keep um, his stand-up's amazing. You know, he's going to work more on it. I uh, continue to train in Thailand, but hopefully he uh, continues to train his uh, takedown defense so that hey, you have to keep the fight standing up. You know, I'm just, he was chopping them legs down. That was an incredible fight. Another incredible fight, the co-made of it. Stylebender versus Calvin Gaslam. Every second was amazing. It was just amazing, you know. Shout out to both those guys. Gaslam's a warrior, of course. He didn't give up. He got knocked down like three or four times. He got knocked down twice in the in the fifth round, but kept coming, kept coming out. 
got out of the submissions, keep, kept coming in. I was surprised when he landed that, that southpaw high kick on um, Stylebender. That was an incredible kick. And, man, Gaslam, he's he's a small he's small for the weight division, really small, 5'9". But, man, he, he puts in that work. Um, he's a cause a lot of problems in that in that division but hopefully he I know he could he could hang with the top of the top the creme to the creme of the the middleweight division but I hope he does figure out a way to get down to 170 because I feel like he could be a real dominant world champion at 170 pounds you know I believe he could be a two bout champion at welterweight and at middleweight I believe that such an incredible fight both their stocks raised all the way to the top. So this is setting up Stylebender to fight against Robert Whitaker um, for one of the most anticipated middleweight fights of all time. I've I've never been excited to see a championship fight between Stylebender and Robert Whitaker since I since I wanted to see a. Chael Sonnen versus Anderson Silva part two. So I'm excited for that fight. Hopefully um, uh, Robert's healthy and ready to go. Has a healthy training camp. And the main event was amazing. Yeah, Dustin Poirier. Phenomenal striker. Has power. Great footwork. Great takedown defense. He has good takedowns too. Takedown offense. Holloway. Those people in Hawaii, dude, they're like Mexicans on an island, for real. Like, they get that same warrior blood. You know, Holly was taking smacks from the first round all the way through the fifth round, but kept coming in, kept punching. I feel like Holloway is a for sure future lightweight champion. Just like the thing about Dustin is that when he went up to lightweight, he was fighting unranked fighters, so he was climbing his way to the top. And on Holloway, he was like straight to the top. He didn't fight unranked and then climb climb the ladder to fight the champion or fight for the bout at lightweight. You know, he went from featherweight straight to lightweight. And there was a size difference. Dustin looked like like wide and big. And Holloway's a big guy too, but you know, Dustin looked way bigger and he was carrying such uh like his punches were like like they're like sledgehammers compared to Holloway's. Holloway was peppering them, peppering them, peppering them, kept coming forward, pushing forward. Dude, Holloway's hella game, but I feel like he needs to stay at featherweight, fight like Zabi and maybe one other guy, and then like vacate the bout or whatever and then focus on getting a little bit bigger so when he fights at lightweight he could hang with the big big boys because he could add more muscle and i believe he have adds more muscle like his punches might hit harder you know because i remember george masvidal when he was at 155 he didn't really knock anybody out but when he moved up to 170 and he didn't have to cut that much weight. He had more power. And he's knocking out Till. Knocking out Donald Cerrone. He's knocking out people now. So maybe um, with uh, time and stuff. Uh, Holloway could you know contend for the lightweight title. Maybe I say I want to see 
for sure I want to see Holloway versus Zabit. That's like the only fight I want to see at featherweight. <clears throat> so I want to see that fight, and then whatever happens, I want which I believe Holloway is gonna win. You know, Holloway is world class, the best featherweight of all time. Um, and then see Holloway take some time, add some mass, and go up, fight someone in the top five. That'd be incredible, in, incredible addition to the lightweight division. And just seeing, you know, how Holloway moved up from featherweight to lightweight to fight for the belt. Uh, it just shows how special Conor McGregor is because he went from featherweight, he fought two uh, fights at 170, then he fought, uh, he fought uh, Eddie Alvarez at lightweight. So um, that just shows how special Conor is because he just moved up and then he took care of Eddie real quick. And Eddie's very strong, very durable. Eddie's one of the top lightweights of all time worldwide and this shows how special connor is but max is young max is 27 and he will be back that's all my nfl news and that's all of my um ufc recap or news and whatnot <clears throat> i'm dropping my mock draft 2.0 starting off with arizona card i don't do i don't do trades in my mock drafts so i don't see the whole point it's dumb so i just go straight off whatever is the teams are on that's what I go off of with the number one over pick number one overall pick I have Arizona taking Bosa you know he's incredible phenomenal freak athlete edge rusher he gives effort every single time he's the man number two I have the four Niners taking uh Josh Allen defensive outside linebacker <coughs> edge rusher I have the Jets taking Quinn and Williams I have the Raiders taking Devin White, linebacker. I have the Buccaneers taking Rashawn Gary, edge rusher, out of Michigan. I have the Giants taking Kyler Murray, quarterback, out of Oklahoma. I have the Jaguars taking TJ Hawkinson, tight end, out of Iowa. I have the Lions taking Montez Sweat, edge rusher, out of Mississippi State. I have the Bills taking uh, Taylor off into tie off into tackle out of um, I have the Bills taking off I have the Bills taking <coughs> Jawan Taylor off into tackle Florida you know just assures more protection for Josh for him to for him to be able to step back and be comfortable and able to deliver the ball without having to run around too much I have the Broncos taking Lindstrom, the guard out of Boston College. Guy's a savage. Best interior offensive lineman in this entire draft. I have the Bengals taking Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. The guy does it all. He's a freak athlete. I have the Brown. I have the Packers at number twelve taking Marquise Brown, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Guy's lightning. With the thirteenth overall pick, I have the Dolphins taking Drew Locke, quarterback. You know, they don't have a quarterback really on the roster, so that's the guy they need. And that's a need more than anything. With the 14th overall pick, I have the Falcons taking uh, Bram Burns. With the 15th overall pick, I have the Redskins taking Dwayne Haskins. He's solid all-around quarterback. He's real slow, but he's real technical. He You don't need to be fast to be a quarterback, really. With the 16th overall pick, I have the Panthers taking Jonah Williams. They need all the tackle help they could get protect Cam Newton. 
With the 17th overall pick, I have the Giants taking Dillard, Dolphins tackle out of Michigan State. Uh, the GM of the Giants, he likes to, he's all about winning up front, offensive line and defensive line. That's all he does. That's all he does. He loves that stuff. With the 18th overall pick, I have the Vikings taking Cody Ford, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Move right in the reef inside that guard. We already have our center. We have Klein at right guard. We have O'Neal at right tackle. Uh, move O'Neal to left tackle and then throw in um, Ford at right tackle, which he played in college, or see how they want to work that. But, you know, I believe that solidifies the Vikings' offensive line. <coughs> That's a need more than anything. I would love a defensive tackle here somewhere, but no, we'll take that guy. Out of the Titans taking Noah Fat tight end out of Iowa. Sillers taking Murphy, cornerback out of Michigan. I have the Seahawks taking Abram, safety out of Michigan State, uh, Mississippi State. I have the Ravens taking Ed Oliver, defense tackle out of Houston. They lost a lot of defensive key defensive players, so. I feel like just adding this beast to their lineup will just make things right. He he's a rusher. He could run. St- he's a run stopper. He does everything really well. I have the Texans taking um, center Bradbury out of North Carolina State. He could play guard or center. I have the Raiders taking. Uh, Research. I'm gonna drop that one 3.0. I'm gonna drop that one on the 24th, Wednesday, Wednesday night, the 24th, 3.0, day before the the real draft. <clears throat> Stuff's exciting, man. Uh, I could watch the draft all day, every day, and not even be bored, not even for one second. All I gotta say is. You guys have a good Easter. Have a good weekend. Until next time, I'm out.